Welcome to the Self Storage University podcast, where you will learn the correct way to identify, evaluate, negotiate, perform due diligence on, renegotiate, finance, turn around, and operate self storage facilities. And now, here is your host, a partner in one of the largest real estate portfolios in the U.S. with nearly $1 billion of holdings, Frank Rolf. Have you ever heard the term term default? What a term default is, is when you have a loan on a self-storage facility and the loan comes due in the form of a balloon and you can't get a replacement loan. So you lose the property, not because it wasn't performing. You've made every payment, not because it's not the right occupancy, it's fully occupied, but you simply failed in getting the replacement loan in time. This is Frank Roth, the Self Storage University podcast. We're going to be talking about term defaults and some creative tips to not let that happen to you. Now, I saw a lot of term defaults back in the period of about 2007, 2008 in the Great Recession. And what had happened is people had been too fat and happy for too long that they didn't really take their business seriously. They would played everything very fast and loose. They just thought, oh yeah, it's no big deal. My loan's coming up. I bet I can just get it renewed. I won't even worry about it until just maybe a few days before. And then what happened, of course, was when they went to their bank a few days before, they came to find out that the bank didn't want to renew the loan for whatever reason didn't want to make any more storage loans, or they were trying to get uh, the loan portfolio shrunk at the bank, whatever the case may be. So what happens? Well, when you can't replace the loan effectively, you are going to lose the property unless you have, at the last minute, some Hail Mary pass in the end zone to save the day. And in most cases, the problem was not really with the self-storage facility. It was the borrower. They didn't use good common sense. So that being the case, what do you need to know about how to guard against having a term default? Well, the first thing is make sure that you've got a notice somewhere really big that you see every day that tells you when your note is coming up for renewal. Some people, after they get the loan, they just tell themselves, well, don't have to deal with this again for five years or seven years, and they just forget the date. And, you know, the bank doesn't send you any advance warning. The bank assumes you're smart enough to remember when the loan comes up. So they don't start sending you letters a year out saying, hey, don't forget your loan's coming up. So step number one is post in a prominent place somewhere the day any of your loans come due so you don't forget about it. Number two, after you get your loan, don't forget your banker. Some people, after they get their loan, what happens? Well, they just stick the banker's name and phone number in a drawer, and they never call the banker again ever until the loan is coming up nearly to renewal. And the problem is people in banks change. People retire. People change jobs. What's going to happen if the bank officer that you just assume will be there to help you is no longer employed by the bank? And you don't know about that because you were never staying in touch with them. Or maybe the problem is that there's been a changeover in the leadership at the bank. And since you've just never talked to that loan officer, you never do. And maybe you have not even been providing the bank with the different things they want over time because things changed. And your loan officer never reached out to you. Or maybe they did, but you didn't know why they were calling, so you never called them back. So rule number two, stay in close, close contact with your banker at all times. I don't mean calling them every day. But I would definitely want to be talking to them at least every six months, if not more frequently, maybe even quarterly. If you're in the same town, maybe you take them out to lunch quarterly. 
or maybe at lunch every six months, or at least at lunch every year. That way you can keep tabs on what's going on with the bank and keep that relationship going with that banker as far as what you will happen when that loan comes up. Now let's think for a minute of how much advanced time you need to get a replacement loan. So first, you're gonna to have to have the time period you need to ascertain whether that bank is going to renew your loan or not. They're not gonna tell you on the spot. It's not gonna be, yeah, you call them up, hey, well, you wanna renew my loan? Well, let me, let me think about it overnight. No, I would give your bank 30 days to decide whether they want to renew your loan or not. So there's 30 days. And then let's say the answer is no. Well, then I have to build a loan package for another bank, and I have to find, make a list of other banks that I can hit up with the loan package, and I need to get that loan package out to them and call them up and see if any of them want to make the loan. And how much time does that require? I think fairly, you'd want to give yourself at least 60 days on that to build a package, make the list, talk to the banks, start getting decisions back for them. So now, how far are we in? Well, now we're already in three months. And then once you get the bank that says, yeah, okay, I think we'll want to do the loan, you still have a whole bunch of more issues. You have to probably go before a loan committee, get third-party reports, and then all the legal documentation needed to get the loan closed. How long can that take? Well, that could take at least another two to three months. Now we're six months in to get that loan. And let's give ourselves another month of fluff. We're at seven months. So what does it mean? Well, if your loan is coming up on X date, you better go and start that process about seven months ahead. And if you want to go a little farther, hey, let's, there's no problem there. Let's start a year ahead. That's realistically the kind of time frame that you will need. It drives me nuts when people tell me, yeah, my loan's coming due soon, so I'm going to go to the bank. Well, when's it coming due? Oh, you know, in a month. There's no way that should have ever happened. You should always give yourself at least six, seven months to as much as a year to get that loan replaced. Now, is there any downside to being that prepared, working on things that far ahead? Let's think about it for a minute. You know, most loans out there have the ability to be prepaid. So right off the bat, if you found a bank, if you start a year ahead and the bank says, yeah, I want to do it, we can do it, uh, but we're going to get it all closed up, you know, uh, nine months ahead of renewal, that's probably not going to cause a problem. You probably do not have any penalties for a payoff that is that close to the expiration. In fact, a lot of loans are so desirous that you find a replacement, they actually make, even the ones that have some kind of prepayment penalty, the prepayment penalty dissipates as long as within the final year. Even conduit loans, which have defeasance costs, which is a giant penalty for prepayment, it pretty much evaporates as you approach the end of the loan because they want you, they encourage you to get the replacement. So no, you really don't have a penalty from starting way early. If you go out and find that bank and get that deal done and it's months and months ahead of the end of your expiration, then so be it. That's probably gonna work out just fine. And also don't forget if you fail in your mission to get a replacement loan, let's say the problem is not your park or your property, but it's you, then you still have time to sell it, right? So you can still, in your failure to get your self-storage loan, you still have time if you start a year ahead or seven months ahead to quickly list it with a broker and get the thing sold. Just because you can't get the loan replaced doesn't mean you lose everything. It only means you lose everything if you can't get it replaced and can't get the bank paid off in the form of a sale before it comes up. So you want to have that option as well. And that's what you want to start really early on. Now, in many banks, if you go to them and keep them attuned to what you are doing, 
in the event you cannot get a replacement loan, they may give you more time. There's an old saying in the banking business in those situations called extend and pretend. Maybe they tack another six months or a year onto the loan as long as you keep making your payments because they understand you're trying really hard to get a replacement loan. Maybe we're in a time of a major recession or depression and the banking industry is very unstable. They appreciate that. No one likes to have a failed loan. No banker wants to have a loan that is at that moment in default. So they'll work with you, but they can only work with you if you stay in the game and keep them completely in the loop. And again, that's why it's so very important you maintain the relationship with your bank such that they know that you're a good borrower, you're a friend, and you're someone they can trust that works hard to try and get that loan replaced. This is Frank Rolf with the Self Storage University podcast. Hope you enjoyed this. Talk to you again soon. Thank you for listening to the Self Storage University podcast. Be sure to visit us at ssupodcast.com where you can learn the correct way to identify, evaluate, negotiate, perform due diligence on, renegotiate, finance, turn around, and operate self-storage facilities.